0: Mark, what have been some of your favorite hikes on this Nomad Quest? Because we've been out out hiking for what are we going? Twenty two months or? Yes,
1: we are. We are in twenty one months okay. right now. All right. Well, and we will be coming up on twenty one full months. Okay. The twenty first.
0: Oh, okay. So, I mean, where have we hiked and what I'm... Okay, well, I
1: think, well, the Fern Canyon hike in the Redwoods. I
0: was just going to say.
1: Uh, and Sedona, that hike where we went up around that kind of mesa, mm-hmm. I think was a pretty cool Talk about hike. two
0: extremely, two different hikes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then when we were among those big boulders in the Prescott region, oh, yeah. and we were around kind of that lake...
0: That Mm. was an interesting
1: hike. Also, in Florida, there were some hikes that we went out and also Congaree National Park on like boardwalks. Oh,
0: right, right, right.
1: Oh, I know the hike in the Everglades. In the Everglades, the hike that you could see the world beneath you (laughs)
0: like the swamp world. Unbelievable. I didn't know that underneath that water that there would be so much diversity. Gorgeous. And it's a little bit the same, Mark, with hiking through the scriptures. Like every book that we do is going to be so different than, than the last. And I like this analogy of it being a hike through the scriptures because... All of these hikes that you've just described, they're so sensory. I love the level with which we are going to walk through the scriptures, Mark, because it's very, very sensory. Um, We're going to be able to see the things that can change us, you know. We'll be able to take in all the beauty that God has to offer us by just phrase by phrase, verse by verse, taking in his wisdom. I mean, when it comes to feeding the spirit, these are more refreshing.
1: God himself, and I think in a likewise, God's word would be viewed as refreshing water, as a fountain of life. The psalmist in Psalm 119 and Psalm 19 often praises God's word for its refreshment, encouragement, its clarity, its truthfulness, uh, we're going to encounter a s- statement here in Second Peter about that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Mm-hmm. But you'll find that in the Old Testament where it says the sum of thy word is truth.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, as some of our hikes have been, we've, we've climbed up to the top of mountains sometimes. And it's amazing to me when you see mountains in the scriptures. On Mount Sinai, God communicates his will for mankind. And then again on the Sermon on the Mount... So there are some parallels too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig deep. Let's take this hike. Second Peter chapter one verse one, Mark.
1: All right, so it says Simon Peter. There's the author, the instrument God used, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. And so Peter is basically saying, I serve Him, and my job is to tell you what He told me. Now the word apostle means one sent forth. To be an apostle, you had to be an eyewitness of Jesus after he was raised from the dead, mm-hmm. according to Acts chapter one twenty-six. Mm. The apostles also had signs, that is, they could work a wide range of miracles and bestow the ability to work miracles. And so that really mm. marked them out, because there were people that claimed to be apostles that were not in the New Testament, just like there are, are people today. that claim to be that today. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: those are the qualifications.
1: It's important to note that in John 16 verse 13 and other passages, Jesus promised the apostles that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon them after He left, and guide them in all truth, that they would not be left to their fallible memories reconstructing Mm -hmm. his life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so they would be given specific instruction on writing the Gospels and recording the information that Jesus had not yet taught in the Gospels. That would be Mm -hmm. the epistles, like this book.
0: Promised through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah,
1: so they were promised inspiration like the Old Testament prophets were Mm -hmm. given inspiration. Mm -hmm. So he's an apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it all centers on Jesus. Without him, without his resurrection, there really is no story.
0: Right, and I love this phrase, those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. So there are different kinds of faith out there. Yeah, what the the Bible
1: talks about that, dead faith, a weak faith.
0: Uh huh. So is he saying Christian faith then?
1: Yeah, and I think the encouraging thing, unless, unless someone might say, well, you know, Paul and Peter, they had a level of spirituality that I can never have, mm. and I think Peter's saying, uh-uh, no. Anyone who encounters the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, and is willing to trust God, can have the same level of conviction that he has. Not only that, but Paul is going to say this in Ephesians 3, there is not a level of understanding Christianity that only the apostles had. Okay. They said, "Hey, when you read our writings, you can understand it just like we understood it."
0: What? Where is that in the Bible? You that would be Ephesians
1: it? three, three through
0: five. Okay. I just love the fact that as we walk through this book of Second Peter, we're going to be able to see what kind of faith this was these first-century Christians had, so that we too can have that quote same kind of faith. You know, it's an invitation in a way.
1: Yeah, and it's encouraging. There's not one level of faith for some elite cra- class of Christian, and mm-hmm. then And here's everybody else.
0: Mm. Okay. So then the next verse says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord.
1: Reminds me of one of your favorite passages. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free
0: Mm
1: -hmm. back in John chapter eight. Mm -hmm. And so it's in the knowledge of Jesus Mm -hmm. and and not just knowledge about Jesus. It includes what he taught. Yeah. Yeah. And in that, there's an abundance of mercy and peace. And that's why I said, the truth will make you free. If people are saying, like, man, I need help
0: mm-hmm. and I,
1: I'm looking for some peace in my life.
0: Yes. You,
1: uh, Jesus would say that in John in the world, you have tribulation. Yep. But in me, you have peace.
0: Mhm and there is no true peace without the grace of God. Yeah,
1: you know you know God made you, you know this is God's world. God is in control and Jesus died for your sins and if you die everything's okay. That can't that help give you a tremendous amount of peace of mind.
0: Mhm. Okay, so verse 3. For his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness.
1: To me, I think of the same power that created the worlds, yes. the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the, yeah, is, the ultimate. Same, is the same power, basically, that has given you Second Peter, the and book of Second Peter.
0: Yes, and it shows, too, that we don't need any additional books uh, to know how to live and have favor with God. If he has, here in the first century, given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, that means we won't need Latter-day Revelation, and etc.,
1: no, in fact, Jesus promised the apostles in John sixteen thirteen, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Mm-hmm. Now, either that happened or it didn't. Yep. And if it didn't, then Jesus is not the Son of God. So he promised those men that all truth would be revealed through them. And you make a good point. Also, you know, there are people out there running around talking about supposed lost books of the Bible. First of all, the, those books have never been lost. People have always known about them. Right. If you read the Bible and then compare the bu- books in the Bible with those books, you can see why they got you can see why they were not included.
0: Well, and I was thinking the same thing about books that are said to be Latter-day revelations. Oh, For yeah. example, the yes. Book of Mormon. This is not from the same author.
1: Right. Y- you can tell that. Yeah. yeah. This
0: is not the scriptures thus you know it hide the earliest copies because they're embarrassing a lot of a lot of times in these you know it's like they do not want you getting your hands on the first edition
1: right yeah by contrast uh, the bible is not a book that needs to be rewritten or no. edited right so we have everything we need for life and godliness and on a practical level that would mean in the bible you have everything n- you need to know how to please god Mm -hmm. Uh, and also how to worship him, how to live. I think on a practical level, we could say how to make a marriage work, how to parent, how to get along with your neighbor, how to overcome temptation, how to deal with worry, stress, anger, etc. Don't walk around acting like God hasn't given you everything you need. Hmm. So on a practical level, you got everything you need, but it's only through Jesus.
0: Mark, that kind of reminds me of the one thing. If somebody were to ask me, what's the one thing that you have learned in your 60 years? Just had my 60th birthday. It's going to be this, Mark. Sin ruins everything, and virtue, as God defines it, is the answer. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what you've just said. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Mm-hmm. This is the best news ever. He has in the scriptures exactly what you need, whatever your problem is. Are you addicted to chemicals? Mm -hmm. There's an answer for this. Are you addicted to pornography? Mm -hmm. The answer is in the scriptures. Right. And, I mean, he gives you the ability to cold turkey whatever.
1: Yeah, there's whatever problem you're facing, there's an answer.
0: Yeah, all things.
1: It says, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue... And so it's an accurate knowledge. It's actually what he taught.
0: Mm -hmm. It's not
1: what we kind of want to twist and say, well, this is what I wish he had taught. Mm -hmm. But no, it's actually what he taught. Mm -hmm. And then it said the word who called us. And the calling here is not some mysterious out of the blue Voice. The Bible says that we're called by the gospel. and okay, so, everyone so don't
0: expect him to be like Mark the right.
1: Yeah. Actually it's you pick up the New Testament, you read it, you're being invited.
0: What verse is that, honey?
1: Well, that would be in the book of First Thessalonians chapter two about verse thirteen and second Thessalonians chapter two about verse fourteen. You're called okay. through the gospel. Okay. Or the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay. He that believe and has baptized shall be saved. Mark sixteen, fifteen and sixteen. When 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 you either read or you hear the New Testament being taught, you are being invited.
0: All right. So when you see a Bible, that is God saying, all things are ready, come to the feast. It's like a wedding invitation. Yeah,
1: and you're invited too. You have not been excluded. You're invited.
0: You are called. Okay.
1: And what you would need to do to become a Christian is the same thing everybody else else would need to do. That Mm -hmm. is... Different people don't get different levels of invitations. Mm. What's required of one is required of all. A- and so, like, if you're in a particular sin, you have to give up your sin. But you know what the good news is? Besides the fact that th- that's the best thing you could ever do for yourself, is that that person over there who is addicted to a different sin, guess uh-huh. what? They've got to give up their sin, too. Yeah. yeah there's so there's no patriotism. favorites. Yeah. yeah. Next verse. For by these these what well I think it would be like his glory and excellence
0: oh his own glory and excellence right he has
1: granted to us his precious and magnificent promises Hmm. and so the New Testament is filled with great promises how about just things like life with God in heaven overcoming your selfishness defeating the devil living above temptation Mm -hmm. exercising self-control knowing the truth developing the best version of yourself possible being forgiven of all your <laughs> foolish sins of the past how about how about that mhm how about not being being afraid of death anymore yeah there's a promise
0: right i mean basically every ounce of chaos that we have in our lives is in some way related to sin i mean it's mm-hmm. either The sin that entered the world and, you know, theres it's just the nature of the world now that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of pain. Or it can also be our own sinful choices or Mm -hmm. the sinful choices of our parents or our culture.
1: I would say a lot of discouragement, if someone says, can I do this? Can I Mm -hmm. actually live the Christian life?
0: Mm -hmm. Can I
1: get out of my addiction? Yeah. When everyone around you is saying, well, you're just going to be this way the rest of your life, poor soul, poor soul. Um, no, th- the Bible says, and such. How about this one? First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine through eleven, and such were some of you.
0: Mm-hmm. You are more
1: than conquerors. Yeah, that b- would be in the book of Romans, Romans chapter eight.
0: Okay, more than conquerors.
1: So that by them, these magnificent promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature.
0: Amazing. Now,
1: now that does not mean you're you're going to become God. Right? <laughs> right, And a lot of other passages would tell you that.
0: I mean, that is a New Age concept, like right. you are divine.
1: Well, and the more people go in that direction, the more less divine <laughs> that they look.
0: The less divine, yes.
1: But the thought here is we can never become all-knowing, all-powerful, etc. We're never going to become God. But there is a sense that we're supposed to be like God, imitators of God. Okay. Ephesians 5.1 or how about 1 Corinthians 11.1? Be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. Yes. And so I think the thought is, well, basically, verses five and following. Yeah. Well, what does the divine nature look like? Yeah. The divine nature is one of trust, knowledge, self-control, godliness, moral courage, brotherly love
0: there's where we're partaking of the divine nature and we will get into that section in our next podcast yeah so let's finish out then this verse
1: well so the thought is that back in the book of Genesis let us make man in our image after our likeness Mm. and then Adam and Eve disobey God and they're kicked out of the garden Can you, in any sense, get back to the garden? Can you live up to your potential Mm, as a man or woman mm -hmm. made in God's image? And the answer is yes, but only in Christ.
0: Only in Christ. And that's why the rest of this verse says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world on account of lust.
1: So Peter would say on the day of Pentecost, Uh save yourselves from this crooked generation. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's in uh, following repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. We live in the world, but you don't have to go down the dark hole with mm-hmm. everybody else.
0: Yeah, and it is dark, man. When it says the corruption, I think of like stinky, decaying, grotesque yeah. corruption.
1: So you don't have to make a mess of your life to learn valuable lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, You don't have to get addicted. You don't have to have the common story of, well, I guess I just had to go through that. Mm -hmm. No, you don't have to ruin a marriage. You don't have to ruin yourself. You don't have to go through any of that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through years of heartache and pain and darkness and loss, etc. You can escape Mm -hmm. the corruption that is in the world through lust. I think of Proverbs, Cindy. The righteous man sees the evil and he hides himself. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not that he's a coward. It's like, well, I see trouble coming and I'm not going to get caught up in it.
0: Right. And so really what God teaches us and what we're going to be talking about in our next podcast is how we can lead with a trained spirit through the virtues that God allows us to have in our living our Christian lives instead of letting our body call the shots Mm because that's when it says you know the corruption is in the world on account of lust when you follow what your body wants to do right you destroy your life
1: well or if you follow the culture if you follow pop culture what's um The different crazes in the culture.
0: Yes, because what the culture is advertising is here's what your body wants now, right? Here's what here's what we're selling you, and so.
1: And people make a lot of money at it.
0: Right, right, selling your body what your body if you just let it go willy nilly. So if you're listening to
1: this podcast and thinking like, here I am, young, and I'm looking at people older than me. Uh huh. And I'm looking at, like, failed marriages. I'm looking at people that really messed up their kids. I'm looking at people that just for years they were just slaves. Do I have to go through that? Is there a way for me to go through this life Mm -hmm. and not be a train wreck? Is Mm -hmm. Is there a way for me that I can go through this life and instead of being a big stumbling block to everybody else... That I can be a breath of fresh air, and Peter says, "Yes."
0: Yes, you can through partaking of the divine nature. And
1: as we go into next week, and adding on your part is that are you serious about it? The devil is either going to take everything or God's going to take everything. So who are you going to give it to?
0: All right. Thank you for joining us on Nomads. You and I, starting at verse five, we will continue this conversation. God bless.